not in Kansas anymore. You have my curiosity. Are you telling me you built a time machine? The force will be with Welcome back to Get Real, the podcast where we get real about all of your favourite pop culture, movies and TV shows. My name is Sam and with me as always is my merrily, jerrily, uh, Christmassy co-host, Chris. <laughs> Hello! I didn't know where I was going with that. Christmassy co-host. Think, I didn't even <laughs> think about it and then I realised, no, I can carry on because it's kind of relevant, I suppose. Merrily, jerrily. Okay, I like it. <laughs> I mean, I've never heard that term before, but we'll go with it. Christmas was there. So. <laughs> it's the holiday season. Tis the season. Um, this is episode 51, and this week we're going to talk about um, The Mandalorian, uh, season As always. two. And we're going to keep, yeah, keep up with that. Episode and we're also going to talk about the Star Wars holiday special that landed on Disney Plus this week as well. It's a big old Star Wars bonanza. Sorry, Lego Star Wars Lego Star Wars yeah. holiday special, just to be precise. We're not talking about the what eighties the holiday special. When did that no. the holiday special come out? Seventies, eighties. Well, it was it was after A New Hope, wasn't it? Or was it after Empire Strikes Back? Where, where does that remember. sit in the Star Wars timeline? <laughs> Rabbit hole already. We love a good preamble. Anyway, Chris, what's uh, what have you been watching this week? While we what check have the timeline, I've been watching this week. So, the one that I forgot to talk about last week, if you remember me fluffing over my words thinking I forgot about something, I watched Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. Oh, yeah, nice. Watched it in one sitting because I didn't realise there was only six episodes and they're only, like, 24 minutes long. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really funny. The first two episodes, I don't think I stopped laughing for the entire, like, 50-minute runtime. Um, It was just my sense of humour completely. It's, like, massive in the world of podcast this because it's like is this the first podcast that's got a netflix show or a big show out of it yeah so what is anti anti donna used to be a is a podcast or is it a is it, it comes think, up as a musical group to be fair so so i think they started off as a sketch comedy group on youtube who then started a podcast and then they got big with the pod uh, comedy podcast and they have done music as well um, I don't think the music is as big as the sketch comedy, as far as I'm aware, anyway. I know they have released, like, maybe one, maybe two albums of yeah. comedy songs. Yeah. Um, but they do live stage shows and everything like that. And I think if you've seen the latest live stage show, which is on YouTube, if you want to check it out, it's fucking hilarious. It's, like, two hours long, and you just have your sides being split. Um, a lot of the jokes are recycled for the TV series, but mm-hmm. if you're going into it without having seen that, then all the jokes will be fresh for you, so it's sound. Um, cool. I think it's definitely, if you like dumb slapstick comedy and funny wordplay and stuff, it's just like anti-comedy is what it is. It's yeah. pretty funny. You've got uh, Ed Helms in that and Anthony Starr and stuff, haven't you? Yeah, yeah uh, Jack Quaid makes a little appearance in it as well. They just had Jack Quaid on their podcast as well. Mm. Um yeah, Anthony stars in like one episode of it. Ed Helms pops up a couple times because he's an executive producer on the series, mm-hmm. um, or Egg Helms, as we find out in the show. <laughs> right, cool. It's one of those um, things. It's on the list. It's on the list because I've heard good yeah. things about it, and I've seen a it's lot definitely of like, material. You can definitely just like get through it dead quick, or just like slap an episode on while you do something and then just like as a a short little giggle or something it's not mm-hmm. something that where you need to binge it in one go it's just because i was doing other stuff and i didn't realize that there was only six episodes so i ended up playing through it i was like oh that was oh that was the last episode <laughs> cool cool awesome. uh, hopefully uh, it gets else? to season two yeah um 
can't remember what films I watched this. I don't think I've watched any films this week, actually. Uh, oh, I've watched The Crown, all of season four of The Crown. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, jolly good. Um, jolly the queen good. Is, it's jolly good. Um, the Queen is very much sidetracked in this series, though. It's all about Charles and Diana, um, which I think they're both great actors um, in their own right. It is, I think, rather inaccurate it is very over dramatized which i think the whole yeah. series has been like a lot of people are taking stuff as like face value this is the hard truth a lot of it is based off the truth and we know how much of a fucking shithead charles is especially when it came to their relationship and everything um but we're not here to get political um but i think a lot of it is very much over dramatized as well um they tried to make Margaret Thatcher a little bit sympathetic in the first episode, and then they just steered directly into her being a cow. Okay. Um, <laughs> which brave. I was like, this is a weird twist that they're trying to make Margaret Thatcher, who was hated by the entire country, although she stayed in office for 11 years. I don't... Like, we weren't around during these times. We weren't born at this point. But considering how hated she was by the majority of the country, how did she keep getting voted in? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what true. I don't get. Um... Yeah, they tried to make it a little bit sympathetic in the first episode, and then after that, they were just there like, right, now she's a bitch. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, Out with her. Yeah, it, it was, it's good. It's a good watch. Uh, the acting's great in it. The writing is pretty sharp in it. So, yeah, I would say that. And then, last night, I started Marvel 616 on Disney+. Plus. Okay, cool. Um, so this is like a documentary series. It's like hour-long documentaries about different subsections of um, the Marvel brand and the Marvel business and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really insightful. It's really amazingly put together. It's like beautiful to look at because it's on Disney+. Plus. Obviously, it's got that Disney money. Um, but it, it's weirdly heartfelt at times as well. Like I wasn't expecting like a couple of times like to start almost getting choked up. Like the first episode's about the Japanese Spider-Man TV show from the 70s? Okay, I'm struggling to remember the date now. And like, I was like, oh, that show. Oh, I've seen parts of that show. Right, okay. Spider Man, like, he gets his powers from a blood transfusion from a guy from the planet Spider. (laughs) And he doesn't actually have like web shooters and stuff like that. He's got like this big chunky metal thing and he's got a Megazord and he's got a car and stuff like that. But it's like, it's like a weirdly poignant thing. Like, towards the end of the episode they start talking about how it's like largely about like family and everything like that and how uh, connected he is with his younger siblings and stuff and how a large part of the show is him like teaching kids like morals and lessons and stuff and like picking up the downtrodden and stuff and then you find out that the lead actor like two months before he filmed the pilot episode with in which spider-man's dad dies he lost his dad and it just gets really emotional it's just like the only time he got to improvise a line was him saying goodbye to his dying father and everything like that and i was like oh god God, okay like this actor's just like getting choked up telling you about it i was like oof and then the second episode's all about the women throughout marvel's history and everything like that and how it led to characters like captain marvel and ms marvel and stuff and i was like just a fascinating amazing episode um yeah definitely worth a watch definitely Cool. Wow. Seems like you've watched quite a bit this week. <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, what have bit. you watched? Uh, I've watched a lot of Christmas films over the last couple of days. Oh, yeah. Um, I've not really had a lot of uh, chance to kind of sit down and watch anything. I mean, I've carried on with The Walking Dead. I'm on the latest season now, season 10. 
As always, yeah. Uh, which I'm nearly up to date on, which will be nice so that I can Give us your that. season 9 review then, quick, quick run up. Not too many spoilers because it is still quite new. Uh, spooky zombie, but not zombie people are spooky. That's the <laughs> that's the uh, that's the roundup. Is it still enjoyable? Are you still enjoying it? Like even after, like we said last time, a lot of the cast that we cared about aren't in it anymore. Are you still connecting yeah. with it? I mean, I'll be honest. Even even more cast have gone now at the end wow. of season nine. Um, I always like I read the synopsis for season ten because it was on Amazon Prime, but you, you had to like do that thing where you have to buy it to watch it. Yeah, because um, yeah, it's so, still new. Yeah, so I read that. And it's like Alpha's, dis- uh, the group are still shocked by Alpha's display of power. And I'm like, oh shit, something happens at the end of season nine. <laughs> and damn right, something happens at the end of season nine. Um, but it's one of them. It's like, you're not, because these characters are still quite new. Like, well, to me, a lot of them um, are quite new. You don't have that feeling like in the earlier seasons when Glenn gets his face smashed in. You know what I mean? <sighs> you're not getting that. Yeah. You, it's like, eh, yeah. But I, I think they purged the cast a bit too much all in one go, didn't they? And you're left like, okay, let's get attached to these new characters, I guess. Yeah, and it and it does a good job of trying to do that, but they're just they're just not not iconic enough. Like, it just don't you, hit different. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it just don't hit right. It hits different, <laughs> mate. But uh, yeah, no, so. Other than that, in terms of the Christmas films I've been watching, uh, I watched Christmas with the Coopers, which is a classic. Oh, yeah, yeah. I went to the cinema to see that one. Yeah, and I've noticed with a lot of Christmas films, my God, there is a oh, lot wait, of big actors in, and actresses in all of these Christmas films. Yeah, I'm checking like, which one. Christmas, Christmas with, with the, the Coopers. Coopers. So Christmas with the Coopers. Oh, 2015, no, I didn't go to see that one. No, yeah, so Christmas with the, with the Coopers. Uh, hang on, Christmas with the Coopers was also called Love the Coopers in another country, I think. Yeah. So that's oh, why so I'm th- getting, That's yeah. the John Goodman, yeah, Olivia so, Wilde, Egg Helms. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Egg Helms is in there. Anthony Mackie was in there, who has no facial hair. So when I was watching it, I was like, when I first saw him in the police outfit, I was like, is that Anthony Mackie? Oh, is that <laughs> Anthony Mackie? And then I quickly Googled it. I was like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Marissa uh, Tomei's in there as well. Uh, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, there? I was thinking, is that him on the poster? But he doesn't get his name on the poster like everyone else does. No, yeah, well, if it was bloody 2020, he'd be getting his name on that yeah, poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. Not to be mistaken by Cooper Christmas. Cooper's Christmas. Oh my God. <laughs> that's Christmas. another poster that's just come up. Holy shit. But when <laughs> I was like watching a, this, <laughs> I was like, it, I thought it was that film where it's. I thought Christmas with the Coopers was that Adam Sandler film where it's like. But it's. I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of like when he goes on holiday and it's like two families or something go on holiday and it's like. Um, um, and it's something. Just, just go with it. With no. um, Jennifer Aniston? Uh, no, it's something with the something. Something with the something. And that's, <laughs> okay. that's what I mean. But something I with know. the something and the something and something. Yeah, I don't know. One of them anyway. I but. thought you were talking about Christmas with the Cranks to begin with. Ah, uh, that might be the film that I'm thinking about. No, no Christmas with that. the Cranks is from years ago. That had uh, Matthew Broderick... Um, oh, 
Christmas <laughs> with the cranks. Tim Allen, Jamie Atlee, Curtis. Yes, no, I was thinking of an even different one. Yeah, Christmas with the Cranks is that one. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis and Tim Allen, where they tried to get away for Christmas without the family. Yeah. yeah. Which is uh, the one with... Well, while you think of that, I also watched Klaus, <laughs> or Klaus, or Klaus, or however you say it, uh, which is the animated film from last year, which has got oh, the, the postman. I'm guessing it's Claus, like Santa Claus, where it's the... But they um, all call him Klaus in the in the film, so it's... Like, oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's probably Klaus. It's Klaus with a K. So. Yeah, it's the German spelling, isn't it? That was quite nice. That was a good film. Rate it highly. Uh, I watched then part of the holiday and fell asleep because at this point I was oh. just totally, totally, totally just overwhelmed by Christmas movies. I was like, I can't watch anymore. <laughs> so I fell asleep through the first half of the holiday. And then I was awake for the second half of Love Actually. Which ah uh, yes is right. one of the best we watched Christmas the films. holiday last week and I don't know if I talked about it last week. Um, I'm not really like round about now is when I'll start watching Christmas films. Like end of November for me mm. is like when I start watching Christmas films. So we watched the holiday the other week. I don't think we finished it in the end. I don't remember watching the end of it anyway. But I think I was doing something else at the same time anyway. I'm always on my laptop while I'm watching films at the moment. Yeah. Um, what was the other one? Love Actually. That is my go-to Christmas Eve film. Like, this is my first time like spending Christmas Eve with Charlotte this year, so I don't know if I'll do it the same. But normally, it was Christmas Eve. I would wrap all my presents, have a couple beers after I got in from work, and watch Love Actually by myself. Like that was like my go-to routine. Mm. Love that film. Love it. I literally tuned into it just before the um, the Andrew Lincoln uh, sign at the door. No, uh, yeah, just yeah, say yeah, it's Christmas yeah, yeah. carolers. He's like, yes, but um, <sighs> what again? Christmas films. What a bleeding cast! Like Hugh Grant, Keira Knightley, Colin Firth, Liam Neeson, uh, Thomas Brody, uh, Sangster, who was in the Queen's Gambit recently. Yeah, yeah, he was also in uh, the Force Awakens. Uh, was he? Yeah, he played, um, you know, when Finn and Poe are escaping the Star Destroyer at the beginning, um, he is the guy that picks him up on the radar and gets blasted in the face as they're leaving, oh, <laughs> when that entire shit. room gets blown up. Yeah, No way. Oh, I didn't even... He, he was in Game of Thrones as well. It's one of the... Oh, I know he was in that, but he must have... It's in like a, a blink-in-your-miss-it moment in yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, literally. Andrew Lincoln, Bill Nye, Alan Rickman... Olivia Olsen, uh, the guy who plays Baron Mordo, Chiwetel Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yep, you know how we love to butcher names on this podcast. <laughs> That's one name I don't budget. No, uh, Rowan Atkinson, Mike Fury, just loads and loads and loads and loads of people are in that. Um, so yeah, it's cool. Uh, I didn't realise Billy who's Bob a, Thornton. Who's Elizabeth um, Olsen in Love Actually? No, Olivia Olsen. She's from The Office. Oh, Olivia Olsen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you said El- Elizabeth no, Olsen. Not. No, she's not from The Office. No, she's not. No. No, she's not. That's uh, that's a very bad reference. Sorry. <laughs> she's not from The Office at all. I don't get. I don't get what you're saying anymore. <laughs> Doesn't matter. She's the kid in it. She who, is the uh, kid. Yeah. God's sake, getting myself all mixed up. But anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> cut to an ad break quick play us off 
are you sick of your shavers and do you want <laughs> no we're not sponsored by them yet no uh oh uh are you sick of people seeing what your internet history is no no we're no. not sponsored by them either no <laughs> um are your underwear comfortable no 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 mac walden is not sponsoring us oh god got it all wrong all wrong right um anyway that's it i don't think i've been watching anything else um but i mean that was enough we've we've watched enough <laughs> we've watched <laughs> we've, we've watched, watched enough, enough. To talk about yeah yeah okay. right on to some news is it new news or old news uh i got some new old. news it's a week old news i've got news from an hour ago <laughs> oh wow uh, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> breaking news! Breaking, br- br- breaking news! <laughs> Go for it. Let's hear it. Um, so the first bit is that apparently set photos from Screen Five, which has now wrapped production, I believe, with Jack Quaid. Um, in it, correct. Is Jack Quaid in it? He is in it. Oh, because they were going to call it um, like Scream, but the S has a five in it. But nah, uh, uh, they probably still will. <laughs> no, no, they <laughs> can't the because it's five cream. So he couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> which, was, which was a joke on set. Which they have a t shirt with a ghost face drinking five cartons of milk. <laughs> I think I, <laughs> I didn't know that. You're just coming out with five cream, just broke me. Five cream. Scream, but the scream has a five in it. Scream five, yeah. Five scream, five. Yeah. Ice, ice. I scream, five you cream. scream. We all scream for five scream. <laughs> right. Anyway, I, I love the way when I mentioned it as well. Like I sounded like I was like oh, I sounded like Scooby Doo while I'm looking at a picture of Matthew Lillard as well. But yeah, Jack Wade isn't that. He's been posting all about it on his Instagram. Well then, um. Anyway, the thing that I was going to mention is that they're trying to bring the franchise all full circle again, and they're going back to the house from the first one. Um, I can't remember what the character's name is. Uh, The ginger... um, The ginger one from Scream. That'll do. Yeah, um, I can't remember. Um, uh, Stu. Stu's house. um, Where, obviously, all the murders take place. Well, most of the murders take place in the first one at the end of the film. Um, they're going back to there to tie the f- sequel in full circle. True legacy connections. Ooh, I'm excited for this. I like the screen films. <coughs> Do you like the screen films, Sam? Never watched the screen films. Uh, they're well, not even that scary, no. to be honest with you. No, we, we've got there with. Uh... You wouldn't understand most of the references in it anyway, because you don't watch horror films. <laughs> oh, it, oh well, <laughs> you no, wouldn't no, get it. That's is that's the one which takes the piss out of. What's up? That's that in it. Uh, nope. That's, That's scary, scary movie. movie. But scary <laughs> that... movie has big scream references in it. Yeah, it? yeah. The first scary movie is a ripoff of Scream. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. I got there. And, <laughs> I, I came. I've just came full circle. Well, do you know where the name for that comes from? So the uh, the original name of Scream that was like the shooting name and everything was Scary Movie because it was a meta commentary on scary movies, and then they ditched that to call it Scream after the mask, the ghost face mask that looks like the Scream painting, um, mm. and then Scary Movie took the name as a homage to that. Oh well, there you go. There you go. What, what's um, next on your magic list of news, Chris? On the one-hour fresh news, this. So, um, the Teen Titans, 
Titans is going to HBO Max now for season three. And I think it actually airs tomorrow or today, if you're listening to this, the day that we put this out, because the the uh, title of the tweet was tomorrow's date. So I don't know if we're just getting a reveal tomorrow, whether it launches tomorrow. Did you um, watch much of Titans? I think we spoke about this before. I've seen, kind of fell off Titans, I've seen both full seasons of it and woof. It's bad, but uh, I'll probably end up checking out season three once it's finished. <laughs> Fuck Batman. Because I'm just trash like that. I can't stand the show, but I, I like to watch it kind of to annoy myself and see how wrong they're doing it all. Um, but the one good thing is that apparently Raven... Uh, not Raven. Fuck me. What am I saying? Starfire is going to get a comics-accurate costume in this. We we got like a, a blurred-out photo of her. Um, and it looks like she's going back towards a traditional costume instead of, like, I'll be honest with you, she does kind of look a bit like a hooker in the rest of the series. Like, she's wearing, like, a tiny purple leather latex dress and a fur coat. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think people in the show have even referenced the fact that maybe she doesn't look entirely appropriate. No. Uh, but we, uh, I think this season might follow more on from what, was left over from season two of her sister trying to get her to go back or her sister trying to kill her so her sister can take the the throne of whatever the planet is called that she's from. Um, so I reckon that's going to be a major plot point in season three. Yeah, okay. So that might be why we get the comics accurate costume. Maybe we get flashbacks to her on her home planet. Well, I've got another bloody DC-related news story. Oh, it's all bloody, bloody it's DC, all bloody isn't it? DC! But uh, we'll talk about this more in trailers, because uh, there's just a little bit more of a behind-the-scenes look at Deathstroke with his new haircut. Oh, going to be in the Snyder yeah. Court. Have you seen his haircut? It's a... It's a proper Hawkeye haircut, really. Yeah, he's got the Hawkeye white mohawk, hasn't he? So... We knew that he was returning for reshoots, Joe Manganiello, and then about a week later we saw him with that haircut and we weren't sure if they were related or not. Um, but judging by those photos, they are, and I'll be honest with you, he does look cool. Joe Manganiello is a great Deathstroke. Yeah, I think the uh, the Hawkeye memes are in full force at the minute, but the thing <laughs> is, is you can cover that with a mask anyway, right? It's like, yeah, he wears a mask. see him when he's under the, like, when he takes the mask off. When he gets onto the boat and he speaks to uh, Lex Luthor and he's like, you want to start some kind of evil <laughs> Justice League? <laughs> Legion of Doom. You want to start some in kind of... Justice League. <laughs> some kind of... Legion of Doom. <laughs> what are we? Some kind of Doom Legion? <laughs> anyway, some kind of Doom Patrol. Oh, wrong, wrong, uh, wrong, wrong team. Uh, no. But yeah, Suicide uh, Squad. Oh wait, no, wrong one again. <laughs> look, I'm just kind of happy we're going to see this iteration of Deathstroke because we got this teased by Ben Affleck absolutely yonks ago. So give it to me. Let me see it. Give it. I give reckon it time. we might be getting a team up if we've got Deathstroke back. If we've got Lex Luthor back. If we've got and you've got Gerard Joker back, Leto back, Gerard, Jared, Leto. Gerard, Gerard, Jared Leto back as the the jo- a road weary Joker. Yeah, you may full well get a bit of a bit of a bloody bit of a bloody team up, maybe. Oh, maybe a bit of an in just just uh, in just this league. <laughs> anyway, um, in just this news, we also have more DC news. Um, a casting call has apparently gone out for the Green Lantern series, oh, which actually. gives us a look at three characters we will be seeing inside the show. So the oh, first one, so not for us to be jumping onto as extras like we were talking about last week. No, I mean we could still try. <laughs> 
Um, so, first of all, Guy Gardner. Oof. Oof. Do, you, do you know anything about Guy Gardner? Uh, about as much as what Google can tell me in the next two seconds. <laughs> okay, so here's the casting call description. White male, 30s, a hulking mask of masculinity, as rendered in the comics. Guy is a per... Guy is a personification of hyper-patriotism found in the 1980s birth from Hulk Hogan and Rambo. However, Guy is still likeable. Uh, he might act foolish, but he is not a fool. Guy loves his daughter and wife with all his heart, uh, with all his hard partying, fast driving and hot-tempered heart. <laughs> but like many alpha males, there is a deep undercurrent of pain driving it all. Is that so Kilowog? No, that's Guy Gardner. Oh, okay, I'm just checking. <laughs> I said it was Guy Gardner. Um, this is a bit of a different version of Guy Gardner than I've always seen. Guy Gardner's always been like a brash dickhead. Um, like he's a redhead with a red hot temper as well. Um, this is a bit different. Like he's got a wife and a daughter. Uh, they're still keeping the party and the fast driving, the hot tempered heart, and all that sort of stuff. The alpha male stuff. But when he says. Um, He's still likable. I've always found Guy Gardner really unlikable, but in a likable way. <laughs> like, okay. he's a dickhead, but you're kind of like, yeah, go on, and he's a bit of a cool dickhead. Um, so, yeah, that's the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one is Brie Jarter, black female 30s. Few lanterns take their commitment to the core, uh, core and its purpose more seriously than Brie. Brie is a half-human, and it's the half she's working hard to forget. Brie has an alien mother and a human father. However, she was raised on a more enlightened planet with an advanced society. Brie outworks her peers and earned her ring only to find herself partnered with Guy Gardner. So I don't recognise that character from the comic books, but I might be mistaken. Um, But a half-human, and she's trying to forget the human half of her because... She's from a more developed planet. Mm. That's going to cause some conflict with Guy Gardner, who's a brash dickhead. What's our Um, third one? Our third one, if you know anything about the comics, is Alan Scott. Do you know who Alan Scott is? A L A N. Alan Scott is the original Green Lantern. He was the first Green Lantern. He's now from Earth 2. He's like the Silver Age version of him. Um, so, white male, 28 years old. From the outside, Alan is a model of early 1940s, the image of a G man. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing that means a gentleman. <laughs> is that a new gangster way of saying gentleman? <laughs> Maybe they were trying to fit this into a tweet so it's a G-man. Alan is handsome, clean-shaven and well-dressed without a hair out of place. He has spent his young life trying to uh, personify truth, justice and the American way. Sounds like Superman. Uh, He is already a household name in LA and is seen as hero thanks to positive press coverage. However, it's all Alan's honesty there. uh, in One huge lie that follows him. Ooh. Interesting. Um, he is a gay man. Ooh. A fact that in his era could cost him his job or even his entire life. Oh, okay. Interesting. Ooh. So we're going to have some like time-hopping characters in this, I guess, as well. Um, maybe a multiverse going on then, if he's from the 40s and he's interacting with characters from modern day. Well, what's quite interesting is this might tie into Black Adam because he was in Justice... Oh, hang on. Yeah, the Justice Society of America, right? He Which... was originally, yeah, before he was 
retcon to be from Earth 2's Justice Society. Oh, right, okay. I was just wondering whether that would mean that you have any kind of um, tie-ins to, like, Hawkman or Doctor Possibly. Fate or anything like that. Maybe. Yeah, because he has been on teams with all those characters in the past. Like I said, he's from, like, the Golden Age. So, like you said, you are correct in saying it is, like, very much Justice Society stuff. So there is a possibility there for crossover if they want to put a lantern in the Black Adam film. Very cool. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, casting calls. Very good. Uh, Speaking do of, do we want to speculate? Uh, <laughs> no, we don't because no. who the fuck's going to be playing him on a HBO Max show? It could yeah. literally be anyone. Speaking of HBO, HBO Max, Max uh, if we didn't cover it already last week, Wonder Woman eighty four is going to be moving to HBO Max. Yeah, so it's coming out in selected cinemas around the world on Christmas Day, and it's apparently also going to be coming to HBO Max on Christmas Day and maybe other streaming services later on in January. Hopefully what some I've kind read. of streaming service that the UK would be able to watch it. That would be good. Yeah, I hope so. If not, open the cinemas in the UK because I want to see this. Yeah, sometimes these things like normally go on to like, Sky or something, don't they? Whenever it's yeah, the sometimes like exclusive box office in the sky. Yeah, where you have to Might be in on the like sky TV on Sky. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, where you have to pay like a premium to get it and stuff. Maybe or maybe it'll be I don't know. Maybe a, a Amazon Prime jobby where you have to pay a premium. Yeah, I, I'd do that though on Christmas Day to watch because on Amazon Prime you could watch Doom Patrol through different services on there and stuff where you have to pay a premium. Um. So possibly. They had Doom Patrol. Netflix has Titans, though, which is the licensing's fucking all over the place. So who knows with the UK? Who knows? Um, yeah, that's cool. And just a quick mention as well, moving on from DC, unless you've got anything DC related. Uh, no, I believe that's it. Oh, there's rumours that um, after the way that the Snyder Cut... Oh, this is a Roos Luma, by the way. Um, Our favourite favorite rumours. Our famous, our famous correspondent, Bruce Loomer, uh, that apparently Zack Snyder might be getting another DC project after uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Very cool. I've been hearing that he could potentially be the future for DC again, but That's who knows? That's really. just a Bruce Loomer. You might want to see how the Snyder Cut goes first before yep. jumping in on that. I've um, seen a few places saying it, but... I don't know if they're just more think pieces more than hard evidence. We got some bloody behind the scenes of uh, Ms. Marvel, didn't we? Kamala Khan. Oh, we did. Captain Marvel. Aye. In her spacesuit. Yeah, she's dressed up as Captain Marvel for... It looks like Halloween with one of her mates dressed up as like a wacky scientist or something, like trying to get onto somebody's porch, which is a bit sus. Why is she trying to break into a house? Is she trying to... Bit sus. Is she trying to sneak in after dark? Maybe she shouldn't have been out for Halloween. Maybe. Quick, Chris, emergency meeting. I think. Uh, I think uh, Kamala Khan's a bit sus. Should shoot, <laughs> shoot her out the airlock, Chris. We found the imposter. Found the imposter. <laughs> Kamala it Khan, is. It's sus. not Captain Marvel. It's Kamala Khan as Ms. Marvel also, when she takes the out costume off. Oh. Um, it's interesting. I wonder if they're going to make her an inhuman like she is in the comic books, and so are they bringing. Are they redoing the Inhumans in the MCU? Because I know they've tried to sort of get rid of the Inhuman series because it was dog shit. Mm, you never mm. know. You never know. Anyway, or Chris, in I'm... other MCU news, oh more. Deadpool three has been confirmed. 
Um, it it is carrying on with the MCU, but we don't know if it's going to directly tie into the MCU yet. Is it but, Deadpool, um, Deadpool 3, but the E has a 3 in it? I, I mean, if they're smart, they would. A <laughs> um, 3 pool. They're, they're, <laughs> oh, do, do you reckon three... he's going to do something silly with the poster where it's like him with like fake Wolverine claws or something for the 3? Yeah, they're getting pretty on the nose with it all now, um, aren't they? So Yeah, so Kevin... Feige has committed to a Deadpool 3 with Ryan Reynolds. Um, we don't know if it's going to be set in the MCU or whether it's going to be in like its own little pocket thing, you know, how it interacted with some other Fox properties and stuff, but it was like a mishmash of all of them and he was sort of aware of all the different versions of Professor X and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing is we are getting the Molyneux sisters i believe i saw that the sisters uh, let me check the names wendy molyneux and lizzie molyneux so yeah sisters um they're the ones being helmed to write it at the moment they are writers for bob's burgers um so great comedic actor writers um they have done some other stuff but i'm blanking on what they've done right now i did see it in other articles um they wrote zombie land that's what it was cool um yeah. Very so, good. Yes. So it's happening. It's happening. And the Deadpool movie uh, Instagram has tweeted out a picture of Bob from Bob's Burgers with um, Deadpool's katanas on his back. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. So, so it begins. Yep. So it begins. Um, right. I mean, that's all. Is that, is that it in terms of news, mate? You got anything else? Uh, uh, I think so. Uh, right. Okay. Let's move on to trailers so in terms of trailers we should probably first talk about while we just spoke about it uh, a little bit of a recap on that new snyder cut trailer it is basically the first trailer with a few extra bits in it but it's still hallelujah it's just in color now isn't it and it's got no, um... it was in black and white last time i saw what the new trailer the new trailer was still in black and white for me Are you sure you watched the right one i'm sure it was in color for me i'm pretty sure i saw excuse me let me have a little look. Uh, I'm trying to remember now. I'm trying to sure remember. It, unless you're kind of colorblind or... Did it have <laughs> the Steppenwolf in it for the second trailer? The the new one did, yeah. And that's why... Because I've got the image of him in my head, but uh, I'm not sure if... You know why? Zack Snyder being... Sna- Zach, uh, being... Being Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is he mates with Bruce Loomer by any chance? <laughs> he could full well be. With uh, MBO Hacks, <laughs> with his favourite streaming service, MBO Hacks. Um, no, bloody, he put it on Twitter in black and white, so that's no, why of course I'm thinking it's black did. and white. No, it was released in colour. Um, <laughs> God's sake. Anyway, we got we got more of a look at some other bits. We got some looks at uh, Cyclops being sad that other people are playing football and, and he's a Cyclops <laughs> yeah. and... <laughs> Cyborg. Even. Cyclops. <laughs> it's a multiverse where Cyclops from the X Men's in it. Cyborg. That's he's not the just first time because he's a Cyclops. That's not the first time either. But no, it's you know really what? Not. I like. I like some. I, I'm excited. You know, I, I you, with. I don't know whether it's the soundtrack and whatever, but I like what they're doing with Cyborg. I like what they're doing with Barry Allen. I like how. Just, you mean they're actually doing something with them, and that's doing what you like. With them, which is <laughs> Instead of the, being the most wasted characters in the film, you know. But it makes sense because um, what what's uh, what's the guy's bloody what's Cyborg's name? Ray Fisher. Right? No, that's the that's the actor. Oh, Victor Stone. Victor Stone. <laughs> Victor Stone. 
Um, he sees his dad get taken out, absolutely fatalityed by the mother box. Absolutely Mr. Manhattan. Yeah, which is cool because it, like, you would think that uh, Victor Stone would go through more trauma in the Justice League. Yeah, instead of just being there like, oh, fuck this, now I can fly, look at me fly in your uh, apartment. Yeah, <laughs> it makes of. sense because he's more, he's directly incorporated into a mother box you know what i mean so yeah uh yeah I, I think it'll be good i think it's the right thing spreading it out over that many different seasons uh oh, sorry seasons it's like a limited <laughs> series isn't it episodes. so it's yeah, yeah it's three four five different episodes or whatever um yeah i'm just excited to see what happens with it um yeah are we going to be saying hallelujah when it comes out who knows we'll have to wait and see i don't know uh, i i I kind of watched it. I was like, "What was the point in this trailer?" Except for that scene with the kids playing football. What was the point in the new trailer? But hey, it's a new trailer. It didn't even have a final release date yet. I thought that was what was going to be good about the trailer. I thought, "Okay, we're going to get a release date." Nope, no release date. Anyway, from DC to MCU, and uh, from MCU to just Tom Holland. <laughs> um, <laughs> from Tom Holland to Star Wars to Star Wars just to Daisy Ridley. I mean, both of them together, uh, back to Star Wars for Rogue One for Mads Mikkelsen, and then over to Jumanji for... <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about Chaos Walking, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, this is not what I thought this film was going to be, from like the weird descriptions that we had so far, and the only screenshot that we had from it. It looked like they were just sort of lost in a jungle, and they, it was like a survival film. It's yeah. totally not that, so I was totally wrong with whatever this film is about. So all the women on the planet have disappeared, but then Daisy Ridley crashes back to Earth, and she's a human woman from a spaceship. And all the men can have their uh, thoughts projected outside of the head. And it's Mads Mikkelsen's keeping some secrets about what happened to the women, and there's an alien guy, and... I thought this seemed pretty fucking cool. I don't know about you. So apparently this is based on a really like successful book, I've heard. A, a bestseller, you could say. <laughs> a bestseller, some would say. A New York Times bestseller, other people would say. <laughs> yeah, uh, apparently. So, yeah, I mean, it looks interesting. The premise is there. It's good to see Daisy Ridley in something new. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, uh, Still using a native accent as well. Yeah, very good. Uh, she's blonde. She is. That, that that took me a while. And is there a ship of more Daisy Ridleys? Who knows? Oh, oh, is it more Daisy Ridleys or just more women? I thought it was just going to be more women. Well, I mean more women, but uh, maybe more women like Daisy Ridley. More Daisy Ridleys. <laughs> loose loose I mean, rumour. <laughs> loose rumour. I mean, Bruce I would Luma. not say <laughs> I would not say no to more Daisy Ridleys. <laughs> I hope your girlfriend doesn't listen to this podcast, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you having, having words she will be having words so file a complaint she'll leave us a one star review instead of a five star review which everybody else should go leave us a five star review on Podchaser just saying yeah, absolutely. Uh, you should also go follow the socials as well and support our sister podcast to get real gaming just saying we don't mention this soon enough do we 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 got into a habit of talking about it at the top of the episode and then to, this week we just forgot but I got it in there I got it in there anyway what do you think of this film do you think it looks cool are you gonna go watch it Maybe. A cinema's open yet? No. A cinema's going mean, to be open? I hope so. It's, yeah, maybe it's we'll also releasing it. on streaming, so... Oh, okay. It That's just didn't say where. It just said digitally, so... Yeah, we'll see. I, I remember seeing uh, photos of this ages ago, right? Did it, um... Did it, like, what? go to a... Um... 
what what am I looking for? Uh, like a like a can cans film festival type or I was can't it? remember. No, I can't remember if it made it there or what. <laughs> I just remember um, see, it must have just been behind the scenes photos that I saw yeah. from absolutely ages ago. But uh, Nick Jonas is also in this. Yeah, we uh, mentioned that. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> when, when I jumped over to Jumanji, I, I might not have got his name fully out. I think I might have just said Jonas. <laughs> okay. Um, Very good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see Tom Holland lead in some more cool films. Yeah, Do you know what? This I remind like me of more. like, I, I've had like this idea floating around in my head for like a story or something where it's like, what if all women could just like read your minds? But like, it was like, a secret code between women that they just don't mention it to men. It's like the biggest like secret in history. It's mm. like how how the world would change if that was like the case and stuff. I mean, you would never be able to play poker ever again. <laughs> Not against women anyway. Against other men, you could. Well, yeah, you uh, could. Unless it's, it's like, like this film, in which case that men can read. No, my idea wasn't like that. No, oh. but I was like, I was like, what if like if you tell a, a man about this, then you lose the ability to read mind. Mm. Those know. aliens look pretty, pretty creepy, though, don't they? Yeah, they look Monsters. like New Steppenwolf without the horns and without the face. <laughs> without the face. Yeah. Also, I finally realized. You know, um, I can't remember what the character's called, but you know, like Dark Side's like weird little technomancer guy in the hood. Oh yeah, it looks the spitting image of the assassin guy from uh, Ready Player One. You know, the guy with the skull in his chest. Assassin Ready Player One. Yeah, because that's part of uh, Darkseid's little, little crew, isn't it? So. <laughs> His little gang from Apocalypse. Uh, the new gods. I can't find it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I With the skull it. in it his does, chest. Yeah, it does a bit, actually, doesn't it? Voiced by Weasel from uh, Deadpool. Yeah. yeah, it does a bit. they got the same face. Yeah. Just like uh, Doomsday looked like one of the trolls from The Hobbit. Do you reckon Warner Brothers are just reusing old assets? <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay, next trailer. One Night in Miami. Sam. Yeah, you can take it away with these because I've not seen these. Oh, I thought you had when you were saying yeah, yeah, yeah to it earlier. I, thought I, I, saw it. Them, I saw them on the source of our trailers, but I didn't watch it because I didn't look very okay. interested in it. So... so uh, one Night in Miami comes out on Amazon Prime on January 15th. This is the synopsis. On the night of February 25th, 1964 in Miami, Cassius Clay, also known as uh, Muhammad Ali, joins Jim Brown, Sam Cooke and Malcolm X as they discuss the responsibilities of being successful black men during the civil rights movement. Um, so this has got uh, Eli Gore... I think is how you pronounce that. G-O-R-E-E, Gore or Gory. Um, Aldis Hodge, uh, Leslie Odom Jr. I also had it up on here. Who else is in it? Uh, Kingsley Ben-Adir is playing Malcolm X. Uh, it's all faces that you'll recognize from films lately. Uh, Eli Gore, what uh, was he? Th- uh, I recognize him. I'm struggling to... Figure out what I recognise him from. Can't help you there, mate. After none of them shows. Uh, come on, uh, 
Not Wikipedia. Wikipedia always lets me down. IMDb, IMDb. This is my um, favorite part of the podcast where we're like, we can't think of something, and then we have to like Google it on the spot. But then Google doesn't. I mean, he was in through. Godzilla, but that's not. I'm recognizing uh, Riverdale. He's in Riverdale. There you go. He plays Mad Dog in Riverdale. That's where I recognize him from. Uh, probably shouldn't recognize him from that, but uh, I can't <laughs> stop watching Riverdale. <laughs> um, this seems like a really interesting film, and all the actors look like they're putting in a great performance. Um, guy who's playing Muhammad Ali is recreating uh, loads of his famous boxing fights and stuff as well. Uh, he looks absolutely shredded for this role. But the main thing for me that I noticed as well, this is directed by Regina King. So you'll know Regina King if like you've seen any of the films I'm about to list off. She was the lead in the Watchmen 2019 series. She was in If Beale Street Could Talk. She was in Boys in the Hood. She was in Daddy Daycare. Uh, she played the mum uh, Eddie Murphy's wife in Daddy Daycare. Um, what else was she in? Uh, Big Bang Theory. Uh, American Crime was the series that I believe she was leading in. Um, the Leftovers she was in. Yeah, she's been in loads of stuff. You'll, you'll know her face if you search for her. Legally Blonde 2 she was in. Um, not Legally. Yeah, Legally Blonde 2 and Miss Congeniality 2. Um, you, you'll know her if you look at her face but she has been getting into directing she's been directing a lot of stuff for tv um uh yeah she directed an episode of this is us uh and everything like that she was on the round table uh, i think it was vanity fair or hollywood reporter round table uh for being a producer and director but this is the first film by the looks of it that she uh, she did a tv movie but this is the first like big movie that she's directed, so that's great on her. Um, an upcoming black female director. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, let's go. So that is on Amazon Prime on January 15th. Um, next trailer after that, we have... Um, I opened up... Uh, I watched the one for Let Them... All Talk, it was a Meryl Streep HBO Max film. She's a struggling author. Um, I didn't think it looked that interesting, to be honest. It didn't look like my type of film. Um, Yeah, it's it's Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep's obviously doing a fantastic job at acting in it. It just didn't seem like the story was very engaging to me. Like, I've seen enough films about struggling authors and stuff, I think. Um that that was my takeaway from it anyway. It it might turn out to be amazing and I'm just like shitting on it because it didn't look for me, but that's it. Um The Godfather Coda the Death of Michael Corleone. We got a feature at four and we got a full length trailer for. Um and it basically had Francis Ford Coppola uh, talking through what it is. So basically he's gone back to his original film and re edited it and what he's done is he's taken the original name he, he wanted to call it Coda, the death of Michael Corleone, originally. Um, but um, I can't remember who put out this film. Was it Warner Brothers or something like that? Um, they wanted him to just call it Godfather Part 3 to fit in with the other two. Um, he's reorganized some scenes and stuff. And this is like, he feels like this is his version of the film now. Um, and it feels more like a coda. So a coda is a musical term. Sam, you'll know this. Okay. Uh, as a musician yourself, it's sort yeah. of like an epilogue. Uh, it's normally used in orchestral stuff and stuff like that. A coda is like the last 
uh, stage of a song and stuff. So mm-hmm. this felt like his coda. Uh, this felt like his epilogue to the Godfather trilogy. Um, it's got a new beginning and a new end. He said he's reorganized the stuff in the middle. So I'm intrigued to see how it changes it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it so sounds that's pretty that. intriguing. Um, he's gone back and re-edited the whole thing and it looks good as well i feel like some of the stuff was um restored and upgraded so this is releasing on blu-ray and digital uh december 4th i think it said um i might be wrong on that but it's also being released in select cinemas as well all right cool um sounds awesome and then tom and jerry the trailer did you see this trailer i did see this trailer yes looks it looks pretty good you know it does, you know, like they've kept it's obviously 3D animation, but it's it's made to look almost 2D. Um but it, they're in the real world uh, world now. You got Chloe Grace Moretz and some other characters in there. Um Yeah, it looks fun. It, it seems like classic Tom and Jerry action, like being hit by irons and your head turning into the shape of the iron and stuff like that. Um Tom recreating um Batman. <laughs> yeah when he flies yeah. up into the clouds and stuff mm-hmm. um yeah it looks funny it looks like i i saw the trailer on mute a couple of days ago and i was like oh this seems bad and then when i saw it with sound it, it it seems all right and they've not made tom and jerry talk and stuff like that which would have been kind of off-putting and stuff um yeah sure why not and then the last one is pieces of woman so okay. this is coming out in cinemas December 18th in select cinemas, uh, but it's coming out on Netflix in January. So they're clearly going for the Oscar nod with this. Mm-hmm. Um, this Let me read you the synopsis because it puts it better than how I would describe it. After losing her baby, a woman embarks on an emotional journey while navigating her grief and a fractious relationship with her husband and mother. Um, so basically... Uh, Vanessa Kirby, who was in Hobbs and Shaw, she was the um, the one in Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, you know the leader of the other group that Tom Cruise goes to join up with. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she was in The Crown. She played young um, Princess Margaret, mm-hmm. uh, and it's got Shia LaBeouf in there as well. It's got Shia LaBeouf in there, yeah. Um, Shia LaBeouf. Uh, Shia LaBeouf, eh? Um, so she decides to have the child at home and complications arise and she ends up losing the baby and then there's stuff to do with like a court case in there and stuff. But it seems like a beautifully shot, really introspective, like emotional drama. Um, it's also got Eliza Scheltzinger in, you know, the comedian that we like. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. She's in this. Um, okay. I, di- I didn't re- remember seeing her in the trailer, but she's in- on the cast list. Um, yeah, it seems amazing. I've seen a lot of comments underneath it saying, like, this seems like a award contender. Shia LaBeouf's choosing great films. Uh, Vanessa is incredibly undercast, so I'm excited to see her in this. Um, people saying that it is going to be an Oscar bait movie. Um, a lot of people are comparing it to... Marriage Story as well, I think, because it's coming out sort of like end of the year and it's a real big Netflix drama that looks like it could be an award contender. Mm-hmm. So that I think that's where the similarity is coming from. Obviously, it's like a fractured relationship and stuff, so I think that's where people are getting that from. Okay, cool. Um, 
I think it looks absolutely incredible. And also, straight off the bat, I recognise the song that was being used in it. So it's a one of a remix of a track. Uh, I've closed the artist name down, but straight away I, I knew it. I was like, that sounds like Bonnevere right there. Um, just to make everything else seem even more sad because his music is so emotional anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So good on Vanessa Kirby. Hopefully she does get something for this film if it's as good as it looks. Uh, that's pretty much it, really. We had a trailer for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion, but that's not like uh, anything major. That's like a short little reunion documentary. Yeah, yeah um, it wasn't like a, a full It's not like, yeah, no, it's it not like a, a new story in that. Yeah, it's, it's a behind-the-scenes reunion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. Sick. Right, cool. Uh, shall we move on to The Mandalorian and chat a little oh, bit we about Mandalorian? We should. We absolutely should. Oh. So, as you've probably realised, every episode right now, we've had to do our weekly Mandalorian catch-up because we need to talk about The Mandalorian every week. So, even though it's not in the uh, title, we're talking about it, aren't we? So, need to it's a big of... old Star Wars bonanza this <laughs> Bonanza, get, as people get would two say. lots of Star Wars. Look at you guys. Double the Star Wars. So, yeah. Um, wow. What an episode, mate. What was this episode called? The Siege, uh, was it? The Siege. Yeah, yeah. The mm. Siege. Episode wow. four. We're halfway through the season now. And we keep saying this in the group chat. No filler. <laughs> no. Well, no. It, this was trying to be a filler. But it was right, just This definitely was filler. not filler. Well, yeah, it, it was it like was a stop filler. off. You know what I mean? It was like the most exciting stop off that the Mandalorian could have could have done. Yeah, it was like people were saying, "Oh, episode two was a little bit filler, wasn't it? It was a little bit filler." But uh, yeah, no, yeah, this is zero filler. This was just all over, bam, 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 bam. Just oh, just so much, like so it much. Felt, it felt like a nice callback to the Prison Break episode from last season as well. Yes, it did a bit. Yeah, it was just so. So much stuff going on. Directorial um, debut for Carl Weathers. Yeah, my He did an amazing job. He, he did. Did a great job, Carl. So great work. Do we want to talk about the big, the big implications? From right. This so forward? yeah, for, right. Yeah. So the whole, the whole <laughs> thing is pretty good, right? We'll say that the whole thing's pretty good. The big, big, big things from this was there was a tease halfway through of a particular figure in a particular tank that had a particular theme played in the background. So, uh, just uh, just quickly to run over what happened in the episode, basically, um, uh, what's his character's Have called now? Have you the tale of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> <laughs> Let us regale you with the story. It's not the type of stories the Jedi would teach. Um, <laughs> Oh, what's Carl Weathers' character called? Um, Grief Karga. Grief Karga and Cara Dune get Mando to help them out, taking out a um, new Empire uh, facility. Your on, new Empire? <laughs> My new Empire! Um, oh, you keep putting me off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so they're, take, they're taking them out on whatever the planet's called that they were on in Season 1 so that it can be like a fully... like. Away from the Empire, this is like it can be a new trade route uh, planet and everything. Bounty hunting is uh, like a minimum. They've got like schools there and everything now. It's like a nice little utopia, but there's still this imperial uh, base on there, dun, dun, which dun, we dun. find out is 
the cloning facility, maybe, where Baby Yoda was being kept in season one, which leads us on to carry on, like you were saying, a certain character in a certain tank maybe trying to make the sequel series make sense. So, we haven't got a confirmation of what exactly the fuck was happening here, but we can all pretty much safely assume that this was all part of the Emperor's plan that we see come to fruition in The Rise of Skywalker, right? So who we see in a back-to-tank looks very much like a very, very in-process Supreme Leader Proto-Snoke. Proto-Snoke. Looks looks like an Alpha Snoke, doesn't it? (laughs) Pre-Alpha Snoke. Pre-Alpha Snoke. And you hear the theme, you hear the boom, you hear the the drone that's just iconic from that moment in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, where Anakin walks in and then he hears the tale of Darth Plagueis the Wise and then you hear it in The uh, Force Awakens when he's first introduced and wow, wow, wow. In the throne room scene. And they stuff. were using Baby Yoda's blood to make Snoke Force-sensitive because they grew Snoke. So I they love... were putting his blood into it and yeah, that's how so... Snoke had the Force. Yeah, so that's also how they were thinking that because for um for palpatine to take over a new host body they need to be force sensitive as well so they were giving it the blood to make it force sensitive because they were taking it from a force sensitive baby yoda i like the fact that they just said the blood has a high m count to call back to the midichlorians without triggering too many fucking midichlorian haters yeah yeah <laughs> that was a nice little sidestep but we had that whole speech given by the clone scientist that we got from season one yeah yeah Mm. it's all Mm. it's all quite too much some would say it's all Mm. a little bit too much like where's this going in the future yeah and Uh, is that it is this all we hear of it and that's it now it's done i don't think it can be like this seems too tied into baby yoda's backstory for them to let it go Mm. and the whole thing because it's linked to moth gideon and everything and that uh that report was going to Moth Gideon. Also, who was the um who was the uh oh, I forgot how they worded it. They had somebody basically donating um samples to them. The the donor. I don't know. Donor, yeah, yeah. the donor. Uh so they had like a secret donor um and they were trying not to harvest too much from the donor before it killed him, the same way that they was almost that killed not, Baby Yoda. Was that not when they were talking about it? Were they not just referring to Baby Yoda as the donor? No, I think th- I think they referred to somebody else as well who was giving him like the DNA for like the body almost, mm. which might have been Palpatine's son. Okay, maybe because maybe. we know he had um, a naturally born son, which is then the father of Rey. Which is why he might have been able to go into Ray because it had the genetic code and she was also force sensitive. Oh, it's all a lot. It's all a um, lot to take in. But it seems like they're working hard to make the Rise of Skywalker make sense as well. Yeah, I mean, I like how. But is is the Mandalorian the place to do this? I don't know if it's going to be off shot into a different series, you know, like just like laying the groundwork, how they let lay the groundwork for loads of Darth Maul stuff. And then Clone Wars, like fin- uh, Clone Wars and then Rebels finished off his story and stuff. Yeah, true. True that. Good point. Like they like to do this stuff with like the side stuff, you know, that like the basic fan doesn't need to know if you're just going to go 
and see the Star Wars films, you don't need to know this stuff, but it's the subsidizing material. Like, to anyone that's seen the films, Darth Maul died to, to Obi-Wan, and that was it, until Solo came out. Yeah. Um, well, so until basically, the Clone Wars came out. Yeah, but I mean, like, the basic cinema-goer that just oh, watched okay. is the main series films. They haven't watched the Clone Wars. They didn't know that. So, like, it's just, like extra material that you can get if you want to if you're a major star wars fan so it's like if you if you just went to watch rise of skywalker it is what it is but now if you're watching this it'll explain everything so a couple of my other little favorite moments from the mando which was just an uh, just an incredible incredible episode yes um the voice of that c-3po that female c-3po droid at the beginning sounded a lot like um l337 from solo like yeah that's what i was thinking it sounded like halfway between her which is feely warber phoebe waller bridger yeah and i also thought it sounded a bit like gwendolyn christie yeah 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 a little bit a little bit yeah i I definitely heard that i don't know whether that turned out to be someone but i think we probably would have known by now if if that was somebody uh, or not, I guess. Mandalorian. Okay, well, while you look at that, then. <laughs> two. Yeah, carry on talking. Um, Like, they just continue this thing of Baby Yoda being on the scran all the time. Um, and it, <laughs> I, I like how it confirms that macaroons are actually a snack of the future. Space macaroons. Wars. Yeah, space macaroons are a thing. Um... Have you found out yet? Yeah, teacher droid was Catherine Elise Drexler. There you go. You got there faster than I did. I there literally just go. got it. Uh, she was in the old guard. She was additional crew in the old guard. Oh, okay. There well, you go. no, no, we don't know then. No, we don't know. And it does sound a lot like Gwendolyn Gwendol- Christie, though. To be fair. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought the same the thing as of... you. I was, I was like, is that Gwendolyn Christie? Is that also maybe Phoebe, Wall- uh, for, yeah. Phoebe Waller-Bridger? Because I remember when we saw Solo, and before I knew who did the voice for her, I thought she kind of sounded like Gwendolyn Christie, L3. So I think yeah. they just have very similar voices to me. Um, you know how we spoke a while ago about how the Mandalorian kind of places the things that are quite nostalgic about the original trilogy in like a more modern media it's like yeah like, a, like obviously up-to-date graphics and everything i got so much of that from this episode with like the speeder bikes and yeah just the all all the classics like when they go to that um when they go to the core and they have to destabilize it it's very much yeah. like obi-wan in the death star and you get a nice joke about the fact that there's never any guardrails on any of these really precarious ledges that yeah. they have everywhere and i got like, why is the control a... unit over the fucking lava on yeah. a two meter thin thing <laughs> and i love the whole thing of when you see that person fall down from the top and it like falls past, and the stormtroopers watch him like go into the lava. <laughs> it's all like a, a feeling... funny reference for the holiday special that we just got. To be fair, yeah, I had a feeling that it might have conked the other two on the head, and they fell into the lava as well. Yeah, yeah, um, funny though, very good. Um, yes, Tie Fighters again. Those weird Tie Fighter wings that like fold out. Um, yeah. it seems to just be a Mandalorian thing. It's not something that I've seen in anything else yet. No, I love the same. Yeah. I loved in that thing as well. We spent a lot of time inside the cockpit with them as well. It looked like really cool to see inside the cockpit a lot more as well. Yeah. But also, something that somebody pointed out in an Easter egg video as well, all the inside of the cockpits were all full of like dust and ash and stuff that was floating around in the lighting. So you know it's like they were jumping in as that thing was erupting with lava. 
got some like ash in there and stuff like attention to detail like that was mental yeah and they probably don't use them that very that much anymore either so they probably quite <laughs> just a like bit dusty and stuff just a um, bit dusty my other favorite thing from this was the uh guy who who didn't get out a shot in time for the, for the <laughs> filming who is an official now canon. canon yeah <laughs> he's got his own page on the star wars wiki i think <laughs> yeah it was a joke when you sent this in the chat earlier what did they call him captain admiral, blue jeans admiral blue jeans white shirt or something i don't know <laughs> something stupid but uh yeah hilarious um and then yeah the whole baby odor with the arms up in the air thing where he's like <laughs> Just killed me. I was like, like that's a, a meme. Like a roller coaster. Everyone's saying now that like the like making him into like a little bit of a brat, you know, sort of like terrible twos almost. Yeah, I think that's um, what he's going through. Which it, is he's grown up. Time. I was so I was gonna say this might um, I don't know if it's what you were about to say, but it might link into how much he's eaten lately as well. So he's 50 years old now, and Yoda's species, we know that they have an S-curve aging process. So, like, they age, like, slowly, then rapidly, then slowly again. Oh, okay. Um, I, be- I believe that's the way it works. So it might be that he's, like, stocking up on food before, like, a massive growth spur or something. Uh, okay, that's interesting. Mm. Um, And then, yeah, obviously at the end, we get uh, my favourite... My favorite villain in TV, Giancarlo Esposito. Um, Say it again, Sam. Giancarlo. Oh, sorry, Giancarlo Esposito. I won't uh, won't go too frivolous on his name. I won't clip the mics. No. (laughs) Um, We see him as his uh, Moff Gideon self, uh, which I just love. I love this like Admiral or this Moff who's been trusted after the fall of the Empire to make sure that. Like the Emperor's contingency plans are being delivered, um, yeah. and I like how he's you know he's got the dark saber and stuff. He's obviously so been around ruthless. for a long time. Like such a good character, such a good actor to get do it. Um, he is working on some new types of troopers, and at first I thought, oh, this is where the Death Troopers are being kept because if you notice, Death Troopers are a lot taller than regular ones, and they're yeah. like they're not as humane as normal people so i thought as normal troopers so i thought maybe they would have been stored but then you realize that these look a lot different chris um one of our friends actually lawrence from the get real gaming podcast pointed out that these could look like the dark troopers from empire uh, sorry jedi knight or jedi outcast so these are actually from the is well, it the... assume it's hard to get a good look at them so far yeah so. i think i think he did name them right as the dark troopers but i think aren't they from the dark forces series instead oh they may have been yeah i thought i think he might have got the game wrong but he definitely called it right saying dark troopers mm. yeah they do look like they're not though they are gonna be like but the dark troopers yeah are droids so that'll be really interesting it's a good time for it, though, because you've not got a lot of people who are going to be willing to join the Empire, so why not just create your, you know, droids yeah. instead? So, yeah, um, exciting to see. So, let me move on really quickly so that we can talk a little bit more about this. Um, the next episode of The Mandalorian, Chris, is going to be called, quote-unquote, The Jedi. So I, th- I wonder who that is. I think next week we're finally going to get a look at Ahsoka in live action, which is incredibly exciting. Now, <laughs> what if, Chris, we see 
these dark troopers land and follow Jinjarin because there is a tracker on his ship. These are deployed out to take him down. I can't wait to see Ahsoka Tano slice through some fucking dark troopers and have a lightsaber battle against Moth Gideon with the fucking dark saber to get the dark saber back for Bo Katan. Woo! Woo! It's gonna be a big episode next week. I think, Chris, I think maybe our next week's episode, providing what happens in this week's episode of Mandalorian, is a pure Mandalorian episode, I think. Mm. It might have to be done. It's controversial, but it might have to be done. It's definitely not controversial. It's definitely probably going to be done because I don't (laughs) think anything else is coming out. (laughs) But yeah, no, exciting stuff. Really exciting. It's oh, starting man. to really ramp up now. And I like that we're getting a more, more we're of a halfway look through into the what's... season already, though. Like, we even need longer episodes or more episodes. Yeah, but it's good that we're getting to this point and we're only halfway through the season. Like, yeah, but it, yeah, but it means that we need to wait another fucking year for more <laughs> of this. So the last episode of this is going to come out on the 18th of December as well, I think it is. Yeah, something like that. So. Woof. Woof. Yeah. Very excited. Well, we've got a less than a month left of this. I'm very excited. Very excited. Um, right, I think that's uh anything else you want to talk about for the Mandalorian? Got it all uh, off our chest for our excitement for next week. Um maybe we should start a Mandalorian Star Wars podcast. Maybe we should start a Star Wars podcast, Chris. Maybe maybe should also start a comic books podcast. Maybe if people listen to us enough, we will get sponsorships, and then we can both quit our jobs and just podcast full time. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that would be really fucking cool. That's the dream, bro. That's the dream. That is. That's or what maybe the get for, real. Po- maybe the get real gaming guys could do really well, and then we could still quit our jobs and just <laughs> just ride on their coattails, <laughs> ride on their ride on their success. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think. A rising tide raises all ships, so I think we all need to do well, and then we can all quit our jobs. Yes, I like it. I like it. Right. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Should we talk about the holiday special? Uh, I think we should. Can you hear that, Chris? Can you hear that noise? Jinga, 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 jinga. <laughs> what, is that sleigh bells? Is that... Is that- <laughs> Is it's that, like futuristic, futuristic Star Wars sleigh bells of the holiday even though, special. Even though Star Wars is a long, long time ago, but somehow more futuristic oh, than the sorry. world we're living in right now. It's not Christmas, is it? So you'd hear in the distance, all you would hear is... <laughs> and that would be the sound of Wookiees for Life Day, I believe. Yeah. Or Wookiees for Life, not just for Life Day. <laughs> Wookiees for Life Day. I said Life Day. I know. <laughs> it just made me remember that. Just like a dog's not just for Christmas. <laughs> anyway, um, what did you think of this? Did you enjoy it? Do you know what? I did enjoy it. It was a Lego. Like... Yeah, it, let's just keep in mind it was Lego Star Wars. It wasn't like, you know, it's different. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's as good as the Lego Warner Brothers films. I think they are definitely better. I think this was good. I would have enjoyed it a lot more if I was at the age demographic it was aimed for. Yeah, um, but I did love all the little callbacks and sort of like witty jokes, like so many, like taking the piss out of the like the nine films now, like the entire franchise. 
Yeah, I just it, it's like they went on the meme hunt and found all the memes that have ever been <laughs> ever been dropped and then used them in this. So do you wanna I don't know how you wanna do this. Do you wanna go through your favourite moments? Should we give it like a brief overview of the story and then Yeah, so yeah, so the brief overview is um how much do we I mean it is this something that we worry about spoilers for? Nah. Nah, it's the Star Wars. Li- it's Life Day, Chris. It's Life, it's life Day. day. Um, right, so basically, Ray's trying to teach uh, Finn how to be a Jedi after it's massively teased in The Rise of Skywalker, which was a I was nice literally nod. about to say, I was literally about to say, like, she's just there like, you are a fucking Jedi, you're going to be a Jedi. And I was like, they're acknowledging the things that they missed out from Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, there was a lot of there that, was a to be there fair. was a lot of jokes towards Rise of Skywalker in this. Yeah, yeah. Um, also towards the prequels as well. To be fair, like a lot of you know what they're aware of it. You know what I mean? They're not they're not pulling the wool over their eyes and saying no, it was a it was a perfect film and it didn't have its mm. flaws and you you shouldn't say bad things about it. But no, it it was good. You know what I mean? Like there's it's got I its think- flaws and they they hit them they talked about them and took it really well I think. yeah i think because it's a lego property as well they can get away with it yeah they it's can not really get away with it would you say it's canon is this canon no <laughs> would you have no. to say like they all suddenly became lego people for it to be canon you would have to say that and it's just not it's just not canon it's not canon that there was Ray and another version of Luke at the fight against uh, the end of <laughs> Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Imagine, yeah. So I, yeah, Ray goes. I'd hope the training th- bits canon. I'd hope at least like the first ten minutes of this was canon. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's our head canon anyway. That'll probably be made canon in a comic book or something. So yeah, Ray goes journeying through time to see all the connections between master and apprentices um, throughout the Star Wars films, uh, so she can become a better teacher for Finn. Um, so, what were some of your favorite bits or favorite callbacks? So, some of my favorite bits were the bit where Obi. Well, I loved I loved the nod between uh, the world between worlds. I like how yep. that was kind of the the MacGuffin for um, the show, uh, the show, the film. I kind of liked that because it was like it didn't have to be anything new. They just found something to do with it. Um, my favorite moments were definitely where you see Obi Wan and uh, Qui Gon sat in the uh, sat on the <laughs> droid Federation ship, the trade oh, Federation. So boring. Ship. And he's like, "Who cares about a trade dispute?" Because I was just like, "Preach <laughs> it, bro." Preach it. That is that is exactly what people thought when they watched that film. Yeah, I love like it was so funny. Just like they made like Obi Wan into such a brat in that first film. Yeah, um, I liked the Kylo topless meme. It was just so funny, like, chunky Kylo. Yeah, just the whole portrayal of hooks in that how he just kind of walks in and then he like walks out and it's like yeah, it's just hilarious um can't stop making jokes about his abs and his nipples yeah and then for the rest of it i kind of just enjoyed the whole thing i just kind of like after that i stopped making note i made one more note that i'll tell you what it oh, was. i didn't even bother making notes like, as soon I as had, it started i, had, I was like yeah. okay no i don't it's it's not like some majorly in-depth thing no i have to do that otherwise when it comes to the podcast i forget about stuff <laughs> but um 
yeah, other than that, I just enjoyed the whole thing. I enjoyed that massive battle that they had on the dunes where it's just like Luke just drinking his blue milk watching it. I love how <laughs> one of my clueless. favorite bits. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of my favorite bits in that was to bring it back to the prequels was Darth Maul, but it's only half of Darth Maul. And he's yeah. just spinning around with his lightsaber on the floor. <laughs> he's really pissed off at Obi-Wan. And he's and Obi Wan's like it's it's like past Obi Wan and he's looking at him like but I don't even know you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, because it's before like yeah because the way that they took him would have been before they'd actually been encountered in Phantom Menace I guess yeah 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 yeah, yeah it's hilarious I love that how you've got like the different characters from just different parts where it just doesn't make sense but i loved how clueless they made the farm boy luke and just how yeah. utterly useless he was throughout the whole thing <laughs> um yeah funny funny stuff I-, I liked the twist on the emperor um my favorite part my favorite meme that they touched upon was definitely when greedo walks in on life day and he says McClunky. That yep. was so good. I was like, yes. McClunky. Yeah, he's like full on. He like full on embraces the McClunky. It's like, yeah. yes, very good. You had, you had all the Wookiees that were part of the original holiday special as well. Yeah, yeah. So you had his family from the original holiday special. I loved the joke as well when um, it, uh, Palpatine's talking to Kylo. He's just there like... So, tell me more about this Supreme Leader thing. How am I ruling the galaxy? He's like, well, I've got a fucking story to tell you. <laughs> but then later on, he's like, oh, you got thrown down a radiator, uh, uh, what was it, a, re- a reactor core shaft, but we all know there's no coming back from that. <gasps> Ooh, what is that? Because <laughs> this was Kylo Ren from The from the Last Jedi as well. From yeah, Just it's after before, The Last yeah, Jedi. Yeah, it's just after The Last Jedi, but before um, The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, just just hilarious. Just the, all like the <laughs> foreshadowing of the the things the, we know about the and... digs to rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, so good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a nice short watch as well. Like it's nice because even though it's like seven minutes, it was. Would you reckon this is something that you might then watch again? Could you consider no. this like a Star <laughs> Wars Christmas film? I mean, kids might do, but I definitely probably won't revisit this. Might revisit it for a good laugh when we when we look back on these moments. Maybe when we've memes. got kids and we're like getting them obsessed with Star Wars as we are, because that's the plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That we is need the to absolute... breed the next generation. They, they do not have a choice. Like honestly, good luck to our kids in the future. <laughs> the... I've already. I'm like, as soon as like, if I have a son, it's getting like a Robin costume from the day it's born. <laughs> It's gonna love Star Wars. Star Wars, the next generation, we're gonna crossbreed with Star Trek. The hilarious thing, and I feel really sorry for our kids, but their dads <laughs> are gonna have, you know, it's gonna be like, whoa, when they're at school, it'd be like, I found this thing online of your dads talking about really nerdy <laughs> films. <laughs> it's gonna be the embarrassing dad moment in high school. Where it's just there, like, your dads were talking about a kid's Lego film. <laughs> And then our kids are just there like, oh, you mean the Lego holiday special for Star Wars? Yeah, it's fucking great. Like, Dad, you need to take it down. Podcasts aren't cool anymore in 2035. Uh, yeah, what will it be by then? What will be the new thing after podcasts? It was radio shows and then it was podcasts. What will it be after that? You'll probably just go back to like visual media, just like 
It'll all be in your, it'll all be neuro, neuro chips in your brain, like mate. That's what it'll be. It's all gonna be Cyberpunk twenty. It's all gonna be Cyberpunk. whenever the fuck. Twenty seventy seven is it? When is it? Yeah, yeah, it's twenty seventy seven, which is yeah, probably the, when the, the game's same gonna year. be coming out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got it. Uh, just thinking of it as well while it's on my mind. That meme of, you know, Ray when she's holding the dagger in Rise of Skywalker, she's like, I can feel it. This dagger's done terrible things. She yeah. says while wielding the Youngling Slayer three thousand. <laughs> she's got Anakin's fucking lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good reference when you reference back to the younglings <laughs> you're always in for a good time oh uh, yeah oh, oh so funny uh anything else you want to say about this lego star wars i don't thing? think so i think it was I, a, it was a good i had watch. to i had to th- figure out at the beginning for like the first like five minutes it really sounded like daisy ridley and then after that it sounded like somebody doing a really bra- a bad daisy ridley <laughs> british impression oh yeah it sounded, <laughs> it sounded like, like my impression of tom it. holland <laughs> let's see if they did they actually get anyone back to do any of these voices i don't think they uh, did, did probably they? anthony daniels as c3po that was it i think they yeah. got the Cause, animated cause voice he cast. comes back for everything yeah he's like you're yeah. gonna do c3po not without me you know <laughs> <laughs> um i think they got the voice actors from the clone wars to do some of those characters because Obi-Wan yeah. sounded just like the voice actor for Obi-Wan from the Clone Wars and stuff. Yeah, James Arnold Taylor did Obi-Wan. Uh, Matt Lanter did Anakin Skywalker. Uh, who else did we have? D. Bradley yeah. Baker was in there as the Clone Trooper and Max Rebo. Uh, yeah. Billy D. Williams did Lando, though. Oh, excellent. I did love the Max Rebo throwback. Oh, <laughs> so I love Max Rebo. He's such a f- funny little side character. He's like Dr. Teeth from the Muppets. I like the weird musician characters. Yeah. Um, but when they were like, wait, aren't you meant to be the Max Rebo 7? And then he says something in whatever his species says. He's like, oh, my condolences. Like all of the six members of the band have died <laughs> since the return of the Jedi. Oh, God. And uh, an interesting little fact Matt Matthew Wood, who's uh, he plays um, General Grievous. He does the voice for Grievous in the prequel trilogy. Uh, he's done him for Clone Wars and everything. He's a sound engineer at um, Skywalker Studios, yeah. where yeah, we yeah, we, we actually went stuff. we went to uh, a Star Wars celebration and uh, um, watched a panel with him on there. Uh, um, actually, we did. Yes, we also had David S. Goyer on that that panel yeah. as well who did yeah. uh he co-wrote the batman versus superman um he was the voice of kylo ren in this oh okay there you go uh yeah okay. that's my that's my hot fact. hot fact you know when you read someone's imdb and you're just like you look let's face it you've had the coolest jobs since like You've done yeah. more in 2020 than what I've done <laughs> since 1990-something to 2019. Legit, like, it's insane. Like, voice actors get around so much. I mean, he's not even a voice. He's, like, super... He sound-edited so much stuff. Oh, he yeah, yeah, yeah. makes so much stuff. It's like, bro, you... Well, that's the, the thing. Life. They can do all that stuff from home, can't they? Hmm. Like, D. Bradley Baker, we were talking about him last episode as well. Like, he literally just does everything. He's the voice for everyone in everything. <laughs> yeah. And he's still carried on all throughout 2020. 
Skywalker Sound have got the coolest jobs, man. Not only they do the they coolest, do all the like, Star location, Wars stuff. like Skywalker Ranch as well. Not only do they do all the Star Wars stuff, but now they'll do all the the Disney, the, like the Marvel stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And oh, man, if you was ever to like wake up in a different life, that is what <laughs> I'd like to do. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Well, I'm going to stop being sad now. Should we wrap up this episode of the podcast, Chris? <laughs> I think so. I think that's everything that we need to talk about. Cool. Right. Okay. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at GetRealPod. Uh, drop us an email, GetRealPodUK at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought. Please stop signing us up for spam mail. It seems to have oh calmed down a little bit. We finally got it under control. Yeah. Do, do you reckon Simon listened to his last episode? He was like, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he must have stuck around for the end of the episodes every time to get the email address. To then send it to spam. Simon. Damn it, Simon. We we know you're out there. <laughs> I think there's another guy who started doing it as well, but I can't remember his name. Yeah. You uh, bastard. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep them anonymous. <laughs> yeah. uh, Don't give him the publicity. Yeah, make sure you check out the other podcasts that we have, the gaming podcast, which is Get Real Gaming. Uh, also, go over own... there and show Richard some support. He's just had surgery. So. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> he's just gone through and he's just had a... A rebuild on his collarbone. He's had a he is serious... the bionic man now. He's yeah. had artificial ligaments put in. Woof. Yeah, he's had some serious stuff done. Much love, Bruder. Much love, Bruder. If you're listening, and yeah, uh, where, where how can people support the podcast, Chris? The best way to support the podcast, other than sharing us around to all your friends on socials, is to leave a rate and review on your favorite podcast network, or if you want to, go to Podchaser, leave us five stars on there, and write us a review, because that'll syndicate it to all the other podcast distribution networks. Uh, yeah, but mostly, just the share us with a friend. Simon, share us with a friend who's not going to send spam mail to us, or anybody else ever out there. Just share us. Like, when we post an Instagram post, just put it on your story for at least one person to see. That's all we ask. Very good, and it'll make up. We'll make up for all that spam mail that you signed us up to. We'll uh, we'll let you off. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, Simon. <laughs> um, also, if you want, you could just like put it on, re- on on repeat if you wanted as well. Just put it on Spotify on loop on three times speed. That would be sound. <laughs> <laughs> Not being cheeky, but we wouldn't mind that. <laughs> I've Help seen us. people like that where it's like, oh, if you've got like an up-and-coming musician friend, just when you go to bed, put the songs on Spotify on loop. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, give them that uh, 0.005p per stream, bruh. We ain't even looking for the dollar. We're just looking to get more listens so that we get higher up the charts, bro. Help us the quit charts. our charts, bros and broesses. yeah if you want if you want that star wars exclusive podcast if you want a comic book exclusive podcast if you want any of that you gotta gotta share us about so that we get more popular yeah right uh that wraps us up for this week uh make sure you do everything that we said at the end of this and (laughs) we will catch you next week see you later bye mcclunky mcclunky (laughs) You did that so much funnier.